Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything's fine. Um, for me, it's... First of all, I just want to thank God. I want to thank God for beautiful sisters and people who are positive influences in your life. Why do I say this? I say this because I I was talking to one of my dear sister friends and I just mentioned in passing that I hadn't been in contact with, you know, some members of my family for a while. And I, you know, I just said, you know, I was just saying, you know, let's just say stuff. You know how these things are. And she was just, she just said it very offhand and casually, like, you know what? She allowed me to finish speaking and, you know, we talked about whatever it is I was talking about. And then she was just like, you know what, please try and make the connect, just make the connect. And I, th- I remember then I tried to explain to me like, no, 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 there is no issue. It's just that, you know, you know, giving excuses where I knew that there was, you know, when you're saying that there is no beef, meanwhile, there is beef, <laughs> no matter how small. You know, but I thought about it. I didn't, you know, I didn't go back to her. I thought about it and I just felt, you know what, what does it even cost myself to even reach out, you know, that kind of thing. And I did that. And honestly... It opened up a floodgate and I found out that there was so much you know how when you are you are missing something that you don't even know I mean relationships people are God gifts us with friends with families with acquaintances people are gifts it's a pity that some people make themselves you know punishments or make themselves objects of torment or tools of torment in the lives of others but in actual fact god intended human being uh, intended us to be blessings to one another that's why he never he when he created adam the first thing he said was it's not good for man to be alone people interpret that scripture in terms of marriage but i don't it's not necessary my mind is not about marriage it's about community it's about community which is why he said, be fruitful and multiply. If it was just about marriage, you could just have told them, okay, both of you just be doing husband and wife, Romeo and Juliet, until death, you know, until, you know, forever. Why did he want them to be fruitful and multiply? He wanted a community. He wanted family. God himself is relational. I mean, he's God in three persons. So God himself is not alone. So why? He knew. And the first thing he did, we know that in the beginning was God and was the world. He created a whole community of people. I mean, when we look at the book of Revelation, we, we see the, what, God's crib, what God's crib is like. <laughs> you know, you see the 20 and 4 elders, you see the cherubims and the seraphims and the, you know, the creatures with four different <laughs> characters, the fearsome, you know, the fearful creatures in the, or fearsome creatures in, in heaven. And then, of course, the angels, and they say they are uncountable. That's what I like about God. I mean, he doesn't spare any, as in, when you talk about over the top, <laughs> God is the master over the top. He is a more than enough God. You know, he doesn't do things, you know, he's more than enough. That's just him. He's OTT, as in, yeah, that's the way he works. Because if you look at this, when you read heaven, I mean, why, why would you have a an uncountable number of angels? As in, really? The elders, you, you can count, and that makes sense, because really, when you're talking about people who are around your throne, you cannot have a whole multitude of people, you know, but then, so you have 24, those ones were counted, the cherubim and the seraphims too, they can be counted, in fact, they are, I think they're about four or so, 
So those ones, every other thing, you know, you can count them, the golden censers, seven, seven here and there, so many symbolism of sevens. But when it comes to the angels, because that is now the, the host of heaven, they are uncountable, innumerable. You can't count them. So that means they are, they are going into, they're just, not, you know, as in, he just created more than enough. And yeah, so he's a God that he, 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 he's relational and he's all about community. So he wants us to be as, at peace. And that, that's what the Bible says. It says, as much as lies with you, follow peace with all men. And why the Bible gives that as much as lies with you is because he knows that there are situations where, you know, it will be possible to follow peace simply because the people do not want to be at peace with you. In which case, you've done your own part and let them continue to be fighting, but you're not going to add salt or pour fuel on the fire. But in this case, this was my sister friend making me realize that the ball was in my court and let me play my part. If I reach out and then they don't respond, that's a different thing, you know, but let it not be that I didn't even reach out. So I reached out and I have been blessed because it opened up a floodgate. I found out that I don't know why he also didn't reach out, maybe because of the way he is and all that. But it just turned out that there was still so much love there and so much, and there was so much that just sharing experiences, it was very, very useful for me, very, very fulfilling, very rewarding. And I was like, oh my goodness, I would have lost all of this if I hadn't, you know, had this conversation with this person. All of this, I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't sense, I wouldn't feel. And it was just, it just made me feel really thankful is what I would say. Thankful for God, for who he is, what he's been doing in my life. And again, this is why I just say to myself that, you know, the word of God is alive. The word of God is truth. And I just, like I said, I just want to thank God for his presence in my life. Everything he's doing, everything he's done, you know, the people that he's blessed me with. And, you know, if you're listening to this, I, I, I want to say, you know, I, I, I remember I had a session with um, some teenage girls a couple of weeks ago. And I said to them, you need to be very mindful of the people in your life who are the, I, um, can't, what, what did I call them? The lanterns of light in your life. Because there are people in your life who are, they are invested in your success and your well-being. They just love you and many times they are not even necessarily members of your blood uh, biological family sometimes they are but many times they are not but for some reason they just met you there's something about you that you know and they just love you those kind of people hold them tight hold them tight i think today this made me just realize that this is this lady is really really one of those people that i i really need to just appreciate her presence in my life because I needed somebody like her, somebody who was completely removed from the situation. I mean, she's not a blood relative, she's not biological, she doesn't know any of the people involved. She was just advising me based on principle. And in my quiet moments, I, 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 God made me listen. And this is the thing, this is what, the, what amazes me about the way we are back to this whole thing about community and God and why God uses men. The thing is, if the, if the Holy Spirit told me directly or God told me to contact them, in fact, probably he has, I would not have listened because I would be like, I would excuse it away and I would be like, yeah, I know I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not at fault, blah, 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 you know. But God knew that 
because coming from god is like eh, hey, you're always good now you you always want to <laughs> you know god is always coming with a high moral ground and he gets tiresome but when a human being like you tells you god you know it carries more weight it's, it's as, as i'm saying this it sounds so bad but it makes me understand why god uses human beings to reach human beings and why he doesn't send angels all the time and why he himself he uses human beings and that is why the word of god came through human beings as well because it's important i don't know why it is that way and maybe that's why we are created in the image and the likeness of god because to a very large extent human beings are like messengers of god they are they are messengers of god so and you know it, it just and, and you know again it makes me just appreciate god as a very he's so comfortable in himself that he's he doesn't mind you know creating um human beings or and creature living beings who receive a part of his delegated power and in some cases will actually be received in places where he as god may not be received Again, that makes me understand why Jesus had to come and be a human being. God knew that it would carry a lot of weight if a man came from God. And I know this is counterintuitive. Most of us would think that if God came physically, I mean, we would believe him if we saw the mighty God and everything. But I don't know. I myself, I don't understand it because I, I, part of me also thinks so that perhaps if God had come like a mighty, whatever he is, you know, but a part of me also realizes that if we are going to receive God, we'll receive it from a man. And that is why I now understand in the parables of Jesus, Jesus also said it because when in the parable of um, Abraham, um, Lazarus and the, the rich man, Lazarus and the rich man, when the rich man died and he saw Father Abraham while he was in hell, he was begging that Father Abraham should send you know, somebody from the dead to go and warn his living relatives so that they would repent and live right and not come to the place of torment that he had come to. And then Abraham said to him, they have the prophets, let them listen to the prophets. But the man said, no, that's, you know, they may not listen to the prophets, but if they listen to, if somebody came from the dead, they will listen to them. And, I, you know, me reading that story, I believe that, yes, he's correct. Now, if somebody says they came from the dead, but do you hear what Abraham said, Father Abraham said? And I now believe the Father Abraham version now, based on this, my experience I have, um, I have just had. Well, Father Abraham replied and said, if they did not listen to the prophets, they are not likely to listen to somebody, even if the person came back from the dead. It's, it's mind-boggling. I kid you not, before now, I didn't really agree, agree, agree with that perspective. I didn't understand why Jesus was using that as a parable because I felt people will believe somebody that comes from me. But the truth is, actually now in today's world, it's clear that nobody will believe you. First of all, they, they will question, you did not really die. It's a bloody lie. It's a scam. You know, um, they, they, they will dispute every fact about the fact that you died or that you really died. And even if you say you came back from heaven, people will say it's a lie. You are having hallucinations. The condition that you have is such that makes you have hallucinations. People will, nobody's going to believe you. Nobody. 
and I personally, even me, I'm not the kind of person. If you like tell me you went to heaven, you saw Jesus, I'm not going to believe. But I will believe the prophets. That's the difference. I believe the word of God because it's time tested. People have we've people have tested the word of God. There are testimonies that have come up. My own life has been transformed by the word of God. Just like and you see why for me I can say my life has been transformed by the word of God is because even me in my secular work, sometimes I attend, I mean, people come to me and they say, oh, Shola, it was that session that you held for me. It changed my life. I see how words, you know, make people do things. So for somebody to, for me to come out and say, or anybody to say, oh, the Bible has changed my life. I, I mean, yeah, I know. Yes, because that's how life is because people are changed from within. So the Bible has transformed my life, but not just in terms of intellectual things or inspiration, but spiritually. In, in places that I couldn't have. It's changed my perspective, my worldview. It has delivered me from torturous and torment, tormenting situations. And it has created a relationship with me, with God the Father. It has opened my eyes to things that I did not know and I did not understand. It has given me access to a relationship with God that I could only have dreamed of. It's giving me a reason to live. Giving me hope for the future, for eternity. And meaning for my present life. It means a lot. So I... I thank God, you know, I'm just so grateful because... And, you know... Like I said, God using this lady in my life, sister friend, led me to repair a relationship that was, you know, I wouldn't say it was damaged. It was just frozen for no reason, no real reason. And warming it up has been a huge blessing, even just within the 24 hours of, of having it opened up. And it's just been a blessing. And it's already setting off a chain reaction that I can see and just seeing what, you know, reconnecting with this um, relationship and and just hearing the things that God has been doing even in that life and in that space and then connecting it with mine as well. Things that God has done in my space is just amazing. And I didn't know when she was, God was using her to say those things. It wasn't, I thought, okay, let me just do it for the sake of whatever. I didn't see that there would be any value to me with my own arrogance and pride. But at the end of the day, I have been more blessed. Not just by reconnecting the relationship, but the things that I have now learned, the things that I have now been able to share, that I have also been that have also been shared with me, just within the few hours of reconnecting that relationship. So I I I just thank God. He's a good, good, good God. And I thank God for the vessels of light that he has placed in my life. And I pray that the Lord will continue to bless them and keep them, uphold them, and make them carriers of his mercy, his grace, his kindness, and his peace. And may his name continue to be glorified in our lives, in everything that he has called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen.